Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and Andrew, and we are here to answer all your questions about sex, sexual health, sexuality, relationships, and anything in between. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions about any of those things, you should send us an email. You can call us. You can DM us on social media. Um, we'll give instructions on how to get to all of those places at the end of the show. But welcome. Um, how are you feeling today, Spring? Well, we've been talking about how much our listeners like to hear about butt stuff. So like all of our most popular episodes are anything relating to anal sex, to the butt, to pegging, to anything like that. So we're coming in with a strong theme for October, which is butts, 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 butts. <laughs> all about the butt all month in October. I mean, it's really so... Yeah, I don't know about it's you, Spring. It's because I, pumpkins look like butts. They, <laughs> not my butt. Um, no, but so Spring and I, I don't know if it's 100% true for you, Spring. Um, as soon as you reveal to people that you do sex research, sex education, sex advocacy, like the butt questions roll in from friends, from family members, from students, from listeners, like the butt. From strangers at parties. Like, uh, strangers <laughs> at parties are my most uncomfortable. Like someone I don't know is like, oh my gosh, so I was with my girlfriend yesterday and these six things happened and then there was a bump and I don't know. I'm like, it's nice that I met you and I'm glad <laughs> that you're asking me these questions at a party. Um, wait, have I ever told you the story of the weirdest <laughs> sex question I ever got ever? Probably, but. Probably. <laughs> so uh, I was working. It was when we were at Penn State and it was in the middle of my day and I was at the gym in the shower showering. And Penn State's a huge university, but they haven't cut up to 20th century showers. They're like giant pit showers where it's just a whole bunch of naked people showering, which is, you know, like I'm fine with it. Nakedness in a shower is not the most comfortable space to be in. But when someone comes up to you in that space while you are butt naked in the shower and starts asking you sexual questions about their relationship, I'm like, could this please wait until at least I have a towel around me before you start asking me sex questions in a public shower with other people around? That's the weirdest yeah. space for yeah. me. I was like, Oof. That's, Ooh. that's not a good, <laughs> not, not a great, sorry, Rich. The guy's name who asked me those questions is Rich. I'm sure he doesn't listen, but I didn't give his last name. I'll never forget though. I was like, this is totally not that time or getting cornered at parties is weird. But the weirdest for me was like a, a men's naked shower at a gym. Well, luckily, we are safe right now to answer your questions about butt stuff. And today, we're going to um, answer a question that came from a female listener. And um, she said that her boyfriend wants her to play with his butthole. And she's never done that before. And she's unsure. And she wants to know, what the heck do I do? So everybody has a butt. I mean, I think that's like a good starting point. It's like an equal opportunity <laughs> body part. Oh. So like th there's not as much mystery in butts and everyone has one. So I think that that's one of the reasons why we have a lot of questions. Um, and I think the first thing that you should do is, you know, ask yourself some questions about your comfort and your willingness. And I mean, it looks like from the question that came in, like you want to do it. Um, so make sure that you want to do it. And if you do, like, go for it. Butt stuff is safe. Butt stuff is fun. Butt stuff is pretty easy to do if you follow some tips. And we're going to go through all of that. So um, 
if you're ready for it and you want to do it and you're comfortable or even if you're not 100% comfortable, if you're like, you know, 51% comfortable, um, you should do it. But there are, you know, some important things you have to do to to do butt stuff and be cool with butt stuff. And a lot of them start with before you're in the bedroom at all. Um, warning. I think I, I think most people know this, but butts have poop in them. And if you play with butts, there is always a chance that there will be some poop around. Um, but there are some things you can do to minimize the risk of poop being there and maximize the fun and the pleasure and the intimacy. All right. So what do we do to reduce the chance that poop is going to be there? Number one, take a shower, take a bath. I think... Um, a bath is like so ideal for like before you want to do butt stuff. It's like really relaxing. You know, you've got warm water just like holding you, massaging you, letting you chill out. Um, but any type of bathing is going to be a great place to start. So bathe, um, hot tubs and jacuzzis and jets and all of those are great. But even before then, right, like if you're preparing for butt stuff, there's some things that you can do with diets and supplements and enemas. Um, we have some other episodes uh, way, way, way back in season one. We had our friend Cindy Darnell on the show who talked about how to get ready for butt stuff. But um, if your boyfriend has a diet that's high in like cheese and meat, you're going to want to add some roughage to it. You're going to want to add some fiber to it. You're going to want to add some stuff that makes sure that when you have a big poo, everything comes out all together. Um, and if you're interested, there's a whole bunch of supplements on the market. Those supplements are all just psyllium husk. Uh, so you can buy some psyllium husk and you start taking it for a few days. And what it does is it essentially scrapes out your intestines and scrapes out your rectum so that Whenever you go to the bathroom, all of the poo exits all together. So diet matters. What you're eating matters. If you have an unhealthy diet, you're going to have to do some extra work. Um, there's also like uh, things like enemas where you can buy a device that helps flush out the anus. Um, it is not always recommended by doctors. Um, it's not necessarily healthy if you're doing it all the time. But um, you want to make sure what you're eating helps you poop everything out. You want to make sure that you've pooped everything out. And then you want to make sure that you're as sparklingly clean as possible. So you want to wash the whole outside area with lots of soapy, warm water and rinse it so that you have a nice clean butt before anything happens at all. Um, and sometimes it takes, you know, 24 to 48 hours for diet to work. So um, butt sex, unlike vaginal sex, right, or oral sex takes a lot more planning and work to make sure that everything is successful. So uh, it's great that your boyfriend wants you to go down there. We also also have a whole episode about tossing the salad, which is eating ass, which is a little bit different. Um, but it takes a little bit of extra work. And I would say that, you know, I don't think it's really necessary to um, do enemas or to do, um, you know, all of this maybe deep cleansing. But I would say you can also kind of tell like, you know, how was your poop that day? Like, and you know, did you feel like you really cleared everything out that day? Then that's a good day to do it. And you know, if you feel like you didn't have some great poop that day or things were a little shaky down there, guess what? That's not a good day to start playing with your butt. So you can kind of just like see how you're feeling and then do some cleaning. And then I would say that's a pretty good go ahead to like start to try it out. Yeah, but with the warning that, you know, there is poop there and there may be 
some poop. But poop is just a normal part of human life where we all deal with it every single day. And if it happens, you sort of have to laugh laugh about it um, and move on. But, you know, warn your partner, like, don't eat like a bowl full of beans the day before. Like that is not ideal. Eat things that are going to help you be a little bit cleaner. Um, But once you've covered those hurdles, uh, I, I think there's a couple other really important things to tell people about. Um, have lube on hand. Have tons of lube. Have lots of lube. Have more lube. Have lube on hand. <laughs> uh, uh, li- literally, uh, in just moments. Um, and then on top of it, uh, if you're going to be doing butt play and if you're going to be putting things into the butt, you want to make sure that everything is super clean. Um, and by super clean, washed with soap and water. You might want to invest in some gloves. You can use nitrile or latex gloves. They're super cheap at every Walgreens and CVS. Every every single pharmacy will have those for you. Um, and you could most of the time you're going to be wanting to use water-based lubricants as well because water-based lubricants are easy to work with, easy to clean up, and easy for the butt to absorb while you're in process. Um, so gloves and lube and clean um, and be and be ready. And after all that happens, what's next? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, um, when, when Andrew was talking about wash everything, he's talking about your hands too. So like he's saying, make sure that if you're not going to wear gloves, your hands are clean. You've like cleaned under your fingernails. You don't want to be introducing new bacteria into the butthole. That's unnecessary. So make sure that all of that's clean. And I mean, I think the gloves are a really great option though, because you're then making sure that's what's going into the butthole is clean. And then you're also making sure that if you get poop on yourself, it's just going to be on your glove and you can just take it off and throw it away, you know? So like, if you're worried about that at all, if you're like freaking out, if you're feeling like, oh, there might be poop in there, which there might be, then just wear a glove. Like, I think that's a really, really um, great solution to this problem that makes it like so much less anxiety producing for people. And it's like, that. it's so easy. Like, it's so easy. It's such a great answer. And if you don't have a glove, you can just use a condom and put a condom over a couple fingers and use that. And it has the exact same effect. Um, you're not going to be inserting your whole hand if you're just starting out exploring um, anal play. Usually just one or two fingers is all that's going to happen that first, you know, 5, 10, 20 trips down anal road. All right. And with that. <laughs> Um, we're going to have to take a break, uh, but we'll be right back and we're going to talk about like what it actually looks like and what the process is. So thanks for listening, everybody. Happy Butt Stuff Month. Welcome back to the Butt Stuff. And today we're answering a question from a listener who asked, uh, my boyfriend wants me to play with his butthole. What should I do? How do I get this to work? Um, and we just for the last 10 minutes been talking about some of the prep work that you do, but now you're in it. You're clean. You're <laughs> ready. You have lube. You have a glove or a condom. What's we're, next? We're ready to start down anal road. <laughs> down anal road. It's a new song by Little Nas X. Uh, you heard it here first. Old anal road, fresh anal road, down anal road. Um, the way that I like to think about it, though, the first time you're down in the butt, um, it's really... Uh, the hunt for the prostate, right? Like what's, what are you looking for most of the time uh, in a partner whose male is the prostate, but to get there um, it's, it's really an endeavor of being really gentle, really slow, um, very light pressure, 
Uh, but the, the whole process should be incredibly slow. And most of the time, it's important for a man to be sexually excited um, already before you start doing anal play, right? So you probably want to do some other things. You want to make sure that the penis is stimulated. You might want to do some oral sex or some other kinds of sex to make sure that, you know, the system is primed and pumped. The prostate is already sort of plumped up before you start deep diving down anal road. I'm just going to keep saying anal road for the rest of this. Yeah. It is a song uh, yeah, that I, that I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where we are right now. So when you are going to start with the anal play, I think when you have um, two people, a great position to start with is with the guy on his back so that you have easy access. He can have his legs wide or legs in the air, or if you do yoga, like a happy baby type shape, drawing drawing the knees wide, um, feet up. So something that's kind of giving you some nice, easy access to the butthole. And it's really nice to have him on the back because then you can still um, play with a penis. You can still have some um, some excitement happening there as well. And and you, as the person who are going to be diving into anal road, you can um, be playing with a penis, or your partner can be doing that also. Um, so if you're if you're not quite ready to multitask this, you can uh, you can be, you can have your partner continue to do that, and then. I would suggest starting with one finger. Um, Andrew was saying you might work up to two fingers right this first time, but we're going to suggest starting with one finger. And as you start to go in, we're going to be really slow. We're going to be really gentle. We're going to keep asking how your partner is feeling. So you just want to be really conscious. You can also, I like the on the back position because you can see their face. You can also like communicate really clearly with your partner as um, you're entering anal road and you're going to um, start to put your hand in there. And then as you're looking for the prostate, you're going to make this like the, the motion that we call this is the come hither motion is the like, is that a technical term? That's what we use. And it's always what we use to describe this, but it's like, you're like waving someone toward you with your fingers. Um, so it's like a kind of like little C scoop shape you might make with your fingers. So like as the finger goes in, you're going to look for the prostate. You're going to like kind of pat around gently, look for something. It's going to feel slightly engorged. It'll feel kind of like a little pad or a little lump kind of inside. And it'll be two to three inches up. And you're going to be like curling your finger back towards you, looking for that, trying to like kind of explore around and see where you can feel that. And, and also communicating, asking, asking, asking as you're doing that. So when a man is on his back, uh, when you have those fingers doing that come hither motion, um, it, it sort of helps to sort of uh, aim your fingers towards the belly button, right? So it's sort of like from the anus up towards the belly button and then press upward very gently and then stroke forward like you're asking them to come towards you, right? So it's from the anus up towards the belly button and curve in and it's two to three inches. Um, so it's most of a finger length in, so you're going to be really putting most of your fingers inside before you find it. And you're just sort of like rub around um, the top part uh, of the rectum. Like once you're inside, you sort of like rub around the top and you'll find it. It will, like Spring said, like it'll be like a little lump, a little patch. Um, sometimes it feels a little bit warmer when a man is sexually excited because the prostate sort of fills up with fluid and blood. Um, 
And then once you're there, uh, there's lots of different stuff that you can do from it. You can uh, draw circles uh, with your fingers. You can sort of tap it gently. You can sort of press up into it and massage it from the inside. Um, really, what you should be doing is, like Spring said just a minute ago, you should be talking to your partner. You should be asking them, does this feel good? How does this feel? Do you like this? Do you want more pressure? Do you want less pressure? Do you like ask them along the way. No two men are exactly the same. No two men want the exact same kind of prostate simulation. But we do know that the vast majority of men like their prostate being stimulated. So once you're there and doing it, most men are going to be like, oh, that's that's interesting. That's different. Um, some men ex- say that it feels sort of like they have to urinate or they have to go to the bathroom when it starts being stimulated. Uh, But prostate stimulation, especially if you're going for a prostate-focused orgasm, is really different from a penis-focused orgasm. Um, Often men, when there's masturbation or there's penis-based stimulation, they don't need a lot of time to get to the point of having an orgasm. But prostate stimulation is really different. Um, And it can take a, a wide range, but usually the lower limit before a orgasm would happen would be you know, at least 15 or 20 minutes, often it takes an hour of that stimulation, of that tapping, of that circling with your finger, of that stroking, um, whatever a man is really interested in, it takes a lot longer. But once again, um, that come hither motion pointed sort of at the belly button, you find the lump and rub it over the prostate, uh, often for a long time. Uh, But men will tell you uh, that you know, if it's feeling good or not feeling good. I also think it's really important to state that, you know, if a man has never had any kind of butt play or anal play before, if it's his first time, um, there may be significant discomfort. And the first time might be just rubbing the outside of the anus with your finger for a little while while doing other kinds of sexual acts, or maybe just lightly inserting a finger. You might not even make it to the prostate the first time. Uh, if it's their first time engaging in any kind of anal play, um, But if they're comfortable, that's when you sort of do this hunt. And it does take quite a while uh, for most men to have a prostate focused orgasm. And that's that's if like you're trying to create an orgasm from that action. But if you're also stimulating the penis, then, you know, someone is probably going to feel very excited and there's going to be a lot going on and they'll have an orgasm from like from the all of the stimulation happening. And so it won't be the same as stimulating the prostate to orgasm, but you can also have stimulation of the prostate, which is going to give you an orgasm. This is, this is remarkably help. close to our advice when we've talked about stimulating the G-spot whenever you have somebody who has a signed female at birth genitalia, the come hither motion a couple inches in pointing up towards yeah. the belly button where you will also want to stimulate the clit. Like it's really very similar overall what we're talking about, the same motions, the same kind of gentleness, the same kind of preparation, the same kind of stimulation. Um, and, and right. For a lot of men, it's the combination of prostate plus penis that gives them the orgasm. Like you're not always going for just a prostate orgasm. Um, Playing with a prostate makes the stimulation of the penis more intense as well. And you're likely to have a a much quicker orgasm there. Um, But fingers aren't the only way, right? Like there's a whole bunch of other things that we can talk about that can have that that can make anal play more fun. Like if he wants you to play with the butthole, you might want to have a conversation about the kind of toys that are available. And there are so many different types of toys available. And we, um, 
we've had a lot of episodes where we talk about sex toys. And the main thing that we want to talk about is if you're using a sex toy in the anus, make sure it's one that was designed to use in the anus. And that means it has a flared base so that it doesn't get sucked up inside and disappear. And then you have to go to the emergency room. So we want to make sure that anything you're using for anal play has a flared base, but there are specific ones that are designed for the prostate. So they have that little curve in them and they're going to be designed to stimulate specifically the prostate to help encourage um, orgasms through that means. So you can look... um, on, you know, any sex toy website, but look specifically in the butt toy section, which they always have a butt toy section. Um, and you can use, um, I, I would suggest sticking with toys that are made for the butt, even if there are two of you there, you know, sometimes people think if they have a partner there, then they can hold on to it and they don't need a flared base necessarily. Um, that's not recommended because <laughs> butts like to suck things up <laughs> inside actually. So make sure you have that flared face. <laughs> like once uh, a butt is excited and someone's really enjoying it. I mean, I have some friends who say they have a hungry butt and that hungry butt will suck up anything <laughs> that's close by. Um, so that, that flared base. And sometimes instead of a flared base, like there's like a loop with the handle and like a rope on the other side, just to make sure that you can retrieve what's ever put inside. Which is why those prostate simulators are are, are a great toy because they're set up in a way so that when they're inserted, they automatically are aimed to hit the prostate and they always have like a base or a handle on the other side that's not going to get sucked inside. Um, But there are prostate massagers, there are vibrators, there are dildos, there's all kinds of sex toys that are available that can help you find and stimulate the prostate. there's also pegging, but we already have a whole episode about pegging. I don't. Do you remember the episode number for pegging? Because pegging is another way that uh you know people experience butt play, uh, where uh, someone would wear a harness or a strap, um, and then insert a dildo into their partner's butt, uh, looking for that prostate. Yeah, but we have a whole episode about pegging. That's our episode 114. We recorded that um, during quarantine, I remember, because um, people were starting to get a little more explorative when they were uh, trapped in their homes together. <laughs> yeah. That was the time. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So we've talked about how to prep. Um, safety is really important. Make sure everything is clean and washed uh, every single time. You can just wash it with soapy water. Uh, and then uh, whenever you're inserting, because the the butt is, you know, a fun space, a pleasureful space, um, it's also a space where you need to be extra gentle and slow um, because the butt is made biologically most of the time for getting rid of something to push pushing something out not putting something in um so you don't want to be rigorous you don't want to be rough you want to be as gentle as possible uh especially you know if, if it's your partner's first time you want to be extra gentle with baby butt yeah all right anything else we want to say about the process like you know go for it and 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 have fun with it the whole point right the whole point of these sexual relationships we have with other people is to have fun and to explore each other's bodies and have pleasure with each other and be intimate with your partner and butt stuff is really a fun way you can do all of that as long as both parties are into it and both parties are consented uh and both parties uh say say yes and want to explore Anything else we need to say? Oh, I thought of something really important. Yeah, I I know what you want to say. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, congratulations to you and your boyfriend. A hundred percent congratulations. Um, the vast majority of men really enjoy prostate stimulation, really enjoy butt play, but most men won't do it or won't talk about doing it or won't share with their partner that they don't want to do it because there's so much shame and stigma, especially in cishet men, uh, heterosexual men about butt stuff because they're really afraid of not feeling masculine because someone's touching their butt. They're really afraid of pain that might not be or may, pain that might be there. Um, and they're really afraid, right, that they will that if they play with their butt, people are going to think that they're gay. Right. And you're not gay. If there's like if you're a heterosexual man and you have a woman playing with your butt, it is 100 percent not gay. The only thing that makes butt stuff gay is if you're a man doing it with another man. Like, like that's it. Like, that's the only way that doing butt stuff is gay. If you're a man and you enjoy butt stuff with women, that is a heterosexual butt stuff act. There is absolutely nothing gay about it. So congratulations to your boyfriend for knowing himself, knowing his body, wanting to share it with you. Um, and for being confident in himself, right? Because asking for that shows that he has a level of confidence, a level of acceptance of his body. It's amazing. So congratulations that you found a man. I think it's really cool that a cishet man would be open to it. Yeah. And behaviors in themselves are not um, related to sexual orientation at all. We've talked about that a lot on other episodes as well. Um, and I think, you know, that's also a great, you know, tidbit to take away from the show and to talk about with other people and to share with your friends, you know, to, um, help people keep understanding what orientation is, you know, what the range of sexual behaviors are that people engage in and, um, keeping that really open so that we keep reducing the stigmas around that. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm done. You have anything else you want to add spring? We're at the end of anal road. End of anal road. Hopefully that y'all y'all had a good time. You had a safe time. You had a luby time. You had an orgasmic time. Um, and if you have any questions about this episode or any other questions about sex, sexual health, butt stuff, or anything else, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can send us an email. We're the sexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. And you should definitely check out our social media where you can DM us any of your questions or participate in our ongoing surveys and posts. Uh, you should check us out at the sex wrap. That's wrap with a W. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.